Welcome to the LifeCast. We believe an extraordinary life is within everyone's reach. By interviewing leaders of all different backgrounds and having challenging open conversations, we aim to fulfill our mission and purpose of helping individuals save years of frustration and struggle, regain clarity and focus to take what was once a wish or a dream and make it their reality. There may be explicit words or conversational topics in this podcast, so if you are underage or listening with a child, please be aware of this. Lastly, please note that all the views, beliefs, and opinions are not always a representation of the hosts. Hello, LifeCast. Welcome, and uh, you are in for a treat this week. We've got a great interview with Ben Max. Ben is a comedian out of Traverse City, Michigan. It was a pleasure to sit down with him. Just really got to know somebody who's totally passionate about the art form of comedy, got to know him as a person, and, you know, really what drives him, what kept him going, um, you know, what what really about comedy it was that, you know, set his soul on fire to become who he is today. I hope that you guys enjoy the interview as much as I enjoyed recording it, and uh, like I said, you guys are in for a treat. Here we go. Alrighty, we are live here in Traverse City, Michigan with um, Ben Max, mm-hmm. also maybe known as Thad Ranger. May or may not be. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious sure. about you. Okay. You're a very interesting individual. Um, and the reason I say that is, is because you've done something that most people have inside of them, but may have a fear that prevents them from just starting. Sure. Right. So sure. you created that how long ago? Um, probably about a, let's see, almost two years, I guess. The Thad character, I did my first um, video with him and or in that character. Um, so, yeah, it's been probably about two years now. Okay. And did you, you know, you've, you've gone from basically unknown mm-hmm. to now you're a social media, I would say, comedy influencer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you've got you know, right around 45, almost 50,000 followers on right. Facebook. Yes. Or the Facebooks. Is the Facebooks. <laughs> the Facebooks. Um, tell me a little bit, first off, before we kind of get into that, but where you're from, you know, sure. how old you are, right? A little bit of your background, um, and then how you came to, you know, invent Thad. Okay. And then how you took that social media following from nothing to where you are today. I think sure. it's an interesting question. Sure. Um, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm from a little town... Uh, called Charlevoix. Uh, like you said, we're in Traverse City, Michigan right now, which is in uh, here. Yep. <laughs> and um, so it's a little north of here. So I come from there. Um, 35 years old. Um, I've been doing stand-up for um, a little over three years. And um, the Thad character, I guess, started out um, as more of an outlet just to be uh, goofy, more of an outlet uh, for my own uh, brain to just kind of um, let loose a little bit as far as um, uh, stand-up is, uh, can be um, challenging, um, the writing and the, the creating of it, it. I have a lot of respect for that art form. So the Thad thing I stumbled into as a way to kind of take a break and to use a different portion of, of my uh, creative side, I guess, and be a little goofier. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just, like I said, I grew up in Charlevoix in the Midwest in a small town. I, I know a lot of Thad Rangers. Like I grew up around okay. the, you know, the, yeah, yeah. as far as an influence. Um, 
so I, I started doing it as just something if I had an idea for the character I'd film a skit um, I thought I'll start a you know a, a Facebook page for this character Oops. yeah and um, and then it just kind of took off and it seemed to uh, hit a bit of a, a nerve with people like I said I think a lot of people um, if if they're from probably the Midwest they probably probably know a guy like yeah <laughs> a lot like that yeah um and so i i i i don't know i think pe- i i've uh got lucky in a lot of ways i think that um people caught on and and people seem to to take to him he's a he's a he's a likable he's a likable fella i guess <laughs> yeah I, so i think that's an interesting character so i'm originally from belgium okay and moved to the united states when i was five years old and um in Europe, every time you go, mm-hmm. uh, or every time I went to go visit family, they would always describe the stereotypical American. Yeah. Right? Like, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, kind of clumsy, um, you know, a little bit silly. Mm-hmm. And always, you know, if it was a woman, like bright red lipstick, you know, kind <laughs> of just... As Americans, I think we're very personable. Sure. And outgoing, and we're okay yeah. with being out there. Yeah. In comparison to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Thad, for me, struck that chord. But... I feel like you've got a decent, you know, amount of following outside of the United States as well. Yeah, I, I've had some. Um, I've I've actually made some great contacts, made some friends um, uh, in England um, and um, Australia, and yeah, I think that. I guess to me, the the character, and I say I know a lot of guys like that. It's um, Thad sees the world the way Thad sees it, and yeah. and you're not going to budge him out of that. Yeah, but but. You know, darn it, if he's not, he's just a, a likable sort as far as that goes. He's, he's uh, and I think, like I said, I think you know know a lot of guys. And, 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 and maybe that translates to people outside of here. I mean, people are people no matter what true. country they associate with. And, yeah. and um, so there's, you know, they, there's, I'm sure there's guys like that. Everybody. all over the, <laughs> the world um how long after you you know basically created that until you posted your first facebook video and what was your first facebook video um i did the first thad video we we did was actually a spoof uh, of uh um of a, if you ever you know um in like a i've worked in a lot of uh blue collar industrial jobs you always have orientations or safety meetings where you watch these poorly made videos horrible videos just terribly put together 30 year old videos that you know to try to so they can you can sign a paper and then say okay we did this meeting and um that's where the inspiration for the first video came from and then it was about um immigration it was it was designed to be a video that you would show people when they're first coming to the United States and say, oh, okay, so if you want to be an American, here's what you need to look at. Right. And the host of the video was this character. Okay. And outside of that video, I kind of, I kind of fell in love with that character a little bit Yeah. and he was fun to do. So I started amping up the goofiness and I thought this character could be, it doesn't need to be, I don't, it, he doesn't need to have a, a message yeah. per se. Yeah. He doesn't need to have an agenda. He can just be a goofball and taking in the world through his filter. Yeah. And um, 
so in that sense, I, I just, um, I don't remember. I think the first Facebook video I did was, um, maybe I think I did a Thad's tips for, a to have how to have a good time on a Saturday night okay. kind of thing. And, and then it just snowballed. And then I, I, um, one morning I thought of the idea to do the, the, the Adam and Eve video. That's, that's hilarious and, by the way. And I did, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, recorded that one. And, um, and that's when it really kind of blew up. And at that point, um, I, I talked to some, uh, a friend of mine, Matt Lewis, who, um, works in social, social media and, uh, got some pointers for him on how to try to, um, capitalize on the attention. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, so I, that's when I started making a weekly video and try to build some consistency and the I love, character. I love hash brown. That, <laughs> that's so authentic, yeah. right? To that, once you get to know him, yeah, it's well, so he, funny. He has no idea, no, what he's doing no. most of the time, and that's so. And um, you know, so I, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think in in comedy, there's still there's still room for just just being goofy and and we as 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 people we a lot of we find a lot of the same things funny no matter who we are and and if we can highlight some of those um things we can uh maybe get along a little better in the overall (laughs) yeah no I, i think you've got a point there right i think um just in society right there's so many things that can divide us Mm -hmm. and it's the arts right that can bring us all together yeah i think there's um there's uh definitely a uh there can be a, a lack of uh, importance put on the arts in general yeah and i think and uh not that not that the thad character is a is a picasso by any sort but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but uh he uh but just uh i think just being open and like i said having having an outlet i i think and and that and and uh get into a bigger discussion with it but i think um uh, something that can be lost when you when you look at I guess I'll put it like this you, if you look at a, a public school a lot of times in this country when they're looking to save money or to cut funds one of the first things that gets cut is is the music department or the arts department or the theater department right and I I think that's a that that can be a dangerous precedent because everybody no matter who you are especially in, in when you're you're in an age where you're developing mm-hmm. needs an outlet and not everybody's outlet um, can be sports right or or what have you so when you start taking away the arts from kids you take away uh, uh, a healthy way for them to express themselves yeah which can true. lead to them expressing themselves in other unhealthy ways right um and uh, so I think it's important. If I didn't have, I, I was fortunate to where there was a, a theater department in my high school, and I had a theater teacher who, who, Miss um, Ford, who would push you and push you, and 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 um, she would she would give she 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 never would she'd tell it to you like it was. She was a straight shooter. If you were a, you were messing up, she'd tell you. Right. And but if I hadn't have found that in in high school in that time in my life i don't know where i would have ended up 
And I, I think that there's, it's just so important. And I don't, th- I don't know that everybody realizes how important it is for, for people that everybody to have some kind of creative outlet, whatever it is. So I've got two questions. So sure. I'll, I'll break them up both in a row. But the first one is, um, how long until you, you know, started actually involving yourself in comedy mm-hmm. directly? And, um, you know, are you like from a personal background, right? Are you, is this something you do full time mm-hmm. or, you know, do you kind of just still use that as your outlet? And, um, as far as, you know, like you said, this outlet mm-hmm. that people have, um, do you think that because, I mean, over the past couple of decades, they've been pulling arts programs already from schools, maybe not to the extreme of totally eliminating them, sure. but putting them in a, like this position where not a lot of people are interested in them anymore mm-hmm. because it's the funding's not there. There's way more funding for sports. Do you think that is leading to the epidemic of people feeling lost, especially millennials? Um, yeah, I'll, yes, I think... Uh, I, I think that's one of the 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 issues that is not getting addressed with with people feeling um, excluded or left out in that in that especially like I said in that age group is that they don't have that 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 opportunity to have an, a, a healthy way to express themselves maybe has been taken away from them or they don't know it or they haven't found it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not just the the programs getting cut, but but like I said, I was fortunate to have somebody that. You know, I, I had a, a hint that, that there was a direction that I wanted to go, and, and I fortunately had people around me that encouraged that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's another, you know, important thing. You know, if everybody, if we don't let everybody be, you know, who they are and encourage people to be who they are, um, and, and, and they, uh, that can build resentment and, and pent up feelings and especially if now they don't have especially when they get older if they don't have a known outlet yeah to release that that can be um that can uh, can have negative effects um and then as far as is me my my uh my background like i said i've been doing stand-up i'm very much a um i don't want to say this because I, I have a i have a ton of respect for uh stand-up comedians and uh, especially um all, all around, but especially ones that th- throughout the state of Michigan that I've had the pleasure to work with. And I'm very much a novice inside of that okay. world. Um, it takes many years to, to reach, um, I think, uh, you know, uh, to be really be able to call yourself a, a stand-up. Um, I think uh, if you see stand-up, if you see somebody doing stand-up, you say, well, that looks easy, yeah. which a lot of people see stand-up. It does look, well, the been- good ones look yeah, I you mean, know. experts make it look easy, yeah. right? And so that's a day, you know, so people, but there's so much work and, you know, and it's really fascinating to think that even guys that are legends, um, I've heard stories of Gary Shandling being, you know, years into his career, he's a huge success at this time already. And he still wasn't comfortable, wasn't fully confident in his material because it's, it's a, it's a ever evolving, uh, piece of art. Right. And so, yeah, I don't think I don't think you can ever be satisfied in, inside of that world. So that's that I'm I'm fascinated by that art form in itself, and I can continue to pursue that um, separate from this character. Okay. Like I said, this character was never meant to be anything real serious. I never had intentions of of it of it being blowing up. The uh, way yeah, it's yeah. successful, and so that's been a 
pleasant surprise and, and something I've embraced. But uh, the stand-up is also another passion, and I feel it's kind of a different, kind of the same vein, but a different avenue in that in that art form um, that I'm very uh, passionate about, and I want to keep pursuing that as well. Okay. So, so um, is this? Do you do comedy full time, or do you still work a job on the side? Kind of give me that background, because I think it's the reason I'm asking is because. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so many people have something that they've always wanted to do, yeah. but don't necessarily pursue it because of not having the time, right? Oh, like I, well, how can I fit this in? Sure. Right. I think if you have, I mean, if you love something, I, I get sometimes life um, gets, I don't want to say gets in the way, but there's situations, you know, if, um, that you have to address things that you have to do. And sometimes you don't have the time, but I think, I do work. I work full time still. I've always worked. Like I said, I, I, I've always worked um, how you'd say, you know, blue collar jobs, construction, right. landscaping, different things, factory work. It's always been, you know, that's what I've always done. And um, I'm sure I st- you could pull a lot of inspiration for that. There. Yeah, I, I've met a lot of. Th- I know. Yeah, that's where a lot of I think probably, you know, subconsciously, that's where a lot of that comes from, you know, and the guys that grew up around, you know, I, it was always a, you know, uh middle-class working family, uh, that I grew up in. And, um, so yeah, I've always been around those guys. Yeah. And, and that's, and I, I work, I still work, I work full time. Um, and then, you know, so I kind of, I try to treat it as, as, uh, two separate jobs, Yeah. you know? So, uh, I guess what I was going to say is that if, if you, you know, if, if you're passionate about something, I think it's just so important to, to make time, to find time to pursue it for if for nothing else i mean don't i wouldn't don't pursue it you know if you just want to be famous or if you just want to be rich that's not don't that's not the you know i wouldn't say that was a, the reason to pursue it but if you are really passionate about whatever it is comedy music painting whatever yeah it doesn't matter i mean softball i don't care whatever you know <laughs> yeah. if whatever you're passionate about do it for you. Do it for you. Do yeah. it for your own sanity. My fear was always um, getting to at 65, 70 years old and looking back and thinking, God, I wish I would have, you know, I spent my whole life in the, in the, at, at the plant and I, you know, and I didn't do what I wanted to. And yeah. um, so I think it's important. And I've always tried to um, uh, pursue that and i, I kind of get really my, my wife would tell you that i get obsessed i think i don't know if it's a it's a ocd uh kind of proponent of it but when i chase something i really kind of get obsessed about it mm-hmm. and that's um i'm doing you know with and that's that's happened with with comedy um i a few years ago i i've one of my big inspirations or i one of my um the one thing I, I like to sit down and kind of takes me away has always been pro wrestling. For, okay. I don't know why I love the 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 just the theatrics of it, the drama of it, the yeah. over the top characters. You know, I grew up in the '80s when it was mm-hmm. really over the top, and I've always loved that. So I I I I knew that if I got older and I hadn't have tried it, I knew I'd regret it. So I did that for a few years. That's so cool. Um, and and uh kind of dip i'd say i dipped my toes in it and that wasn't ever something i wanted to really p- pursue as a full-time yeah that was more of a 
say hobbyists, no disrespect to the guys because that's incredible work and dedication it takes to be successful in that. But I knew it was something that now I can say, you know, I know I knew what it was like to a certain degree. And like I said, I just think, I don't know, I think that's that's important. I think when we ramble on, but when we get, you know, you notice when we become adults that the things you, you know, we maybe enjoyed as children, you know, when you're younger, you could sit down and you can draw for no other reason than I like to draw. Yeah. You know, but when you get older, once you become an adult, you get into your 20s, you know, even, you know, if you sit down and you want to draw, there's, it seems like there's a, just this little tiny capitalist inside of all of our heads that goes, well, what are you, what are you getting out of that? Yeah. You know, are you getting paid for that? You know, yeah. you know, the, and to value your time doesn't always have to mean you're getting something uh, monetary out of it. Yeah. Um, it can be therapeutic. It can just be a release. But I, I think it's important even as adults to remind ourselves sometimes that you can you can do something just for you it, and just because you enjoy it. It doesn't have to 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 go anywhere beyond that and and try to find satisfaction in that still to this day. Yeah. Um, the same kind of satisfaction we would find in it when you were when you were younger. Just something that you enjoy. I think that's important and that gets lost in our society sometimes. Unless it has to do with golf. <laughs> <laughs> right. It yeah. seems like, you know, yeah. um, that's like yeah. a standard, right? Like yeah. it's, uh, it's just, golf is an interesting thing. I'm, I love golf. It's uh-huh. fun to play. Um, but for me, it's, it's, I'm asking that question, yeah. right? How much am I getting out of it? But, yeah. um, it takes a lot of time, right? Sure. So there, there are these generalized like things that are okay is what I'm getting at. Sure. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I understand. But, um, then there are these other aspects that, like you said, the arts, right? Mm-hmm. That, and what's interesting about this is that in high school, we tend to make fun of the people who are in the arts world, sure. right? Either, you know, acting or singing. Mm-hmm. And the irony there is then we go to idolize them later yeah. on in life, yeah. like they're the cool kids. Yeah, right? So, yeah. But yeah, it's it's this very much this thing of the, the capitalist. What are you getting out of it? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just taking time away from your family. What right. are you doing? Be, be a grown up. Yeah. But you do have to decompress and, and have an outlet. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. So um, what kind of advice do you have for people who are interested in starting their own passion, right? Maybe if it's online yeah. or, you know, something like that. Um, how would you how would you tell people, hey, this is how you figure it out. And this is kind of a good way to just start. I think it's a, it's, it's a difficult question. I think it's important to the best you can and and it might be simplifying it a little bit because it's not always as easy as it's going to be for me to say but i think it's important to to surround yourself with um people that support you for who who you are Mm -hmm. um how do you find those people and that's that's the hard part i don't and i don't know how to answer that and i think that's where some of it is is just you know i've been fortunate in a lot of ways in that in that regard that i've had you know a supportive uh family my wife's very supportive of, of all my goofy hobbies okay um and um you know but if you if you do i guess i would say you know if you if you if you know of somebody in that you have you know maybe a toxic personality in your life that that is 
preventing you, you know, do what you can to try to rid, rid, you know, move yourself away from that situation or address it in some way. And again, that's a lot easier said than done. And I, you know, I've been in that situation as well where, um, you know, I'm sure we've all had, uh, unhealthy relationships in different ways and, and you know so that, i mean be i guess i would at least just say be aware of that because i think that's important but also you need to um take time for yourself and make sure that you have you know um you, you know if you if you know that passion um make sure you you take time to you know dedicate time to yourself because you got to be you know i think a certain level uh, of selfishness is healthy oh yeah for a person in any way i mean like you said even if it's golf or or, or or whatever everybody needs to take a little minute and do what they they enjoy for themselves because ultimately it's going to benefit you and everybody around you if you're a for sure happier healthier person um and then if you're not sure if if you're not sure what your passion is you don't think you have a passion i mean i don't know something interests you try it if there's a paint and sip class tonight somewhere you know and you you think that might be fun try it you never know what you'll find you know i'd say um just try to keep an open mind and open yourself up to so if that passion comes across you'll you'll be able to recognize it right where do you see um i would say your comedy career along with fad mm-hmm. going where i mean five years from now where do you think this will all i'll be um you know i guess uh as a, as a, as far as the stand-up career or my stand-up goes I'd, I'd i'd love to just keep um progressing developing um that uh, developing my set my jokes that art however you want to say it and getting getting more comfortable with that, um, branching out into bigger venues and different and, and uh, more frequent uh, performances. And uh, eventually I'd love to, that to be the full-time, right. you know, full-time job. full-time job, obviously. And that's everybody's goal. And that's, that's a difficult, uh, it's a difficult business. Right. Um, and then as far as Thad, uh, that's just kind of a wave. I think I'm just going to kind of ride as yeah. far as that goes. Cause I, I just, uh, um, there are, I do have some, um, projects that, um, I've been looking at with him and maybe trying to expand and do, uh, maybe, a, a short film or a feature film or something with the character and, yeah. and try to create something, um, beyond the Facebook videos right. and, and utilize that character. One of the, my, uh, uh, favorite characters growing up and probably more of an inspiration for Thad than I ever realized was the, uh, the, uh, Ernest character. I don't know how familiar you are. (laughs) And, uh, so I, I, I'd love to do stuff like that. Like I said, I, I, I have a, uh, a love for the goofy kind of slapstick nonsense comedy that, um, if, uh, if if I ever get to the point in my life where I don't laugh at a fart joke, then you can just <laughs> take me out back. Cause you, yeah. you know, I mean, I, there's, there's, there's comedy can be used um, very effectively to initiate social change and to right. uh, elevate uh, 
members of society that that need to be elevated but i also think it can be used just just to just to be uh just to be goofy and just to kind of as a as a escape do you in a think, lot of ways do you think that that'll ever ever turn into its own version of uh like larry the cable guy um i see i think it has the potential yeah but. i i thought of that i i've not done a lot of um this weekend we're doing a, a live Thad show. I haven't done a lot of live um, Thad performances, so that would be uh, that would be um, kind of combining the 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 the, the two uh, stand up and, and the Thad thing, and trying to come up with what what that act would look like Do you for think, Thad. As far as you as a comedian, is it? Like the Thad content, I'm just mm -hmm. curious, right? Does the Thad content just kind of flow to you pretty well, like and easily, or is it the same process that you would at writing a bit, you know, for a stand-up show? Mm -hmm. As Ben, do you put that same amount of work into that, or, or is it like I'm just curious as far as, you know, how that goes for you? I think the the the, the stand-up material is, uh, um, I I think that there's a lot more work put in to to that. Okay. Um, as far as the writing and 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 it's a lot more layered, mm -hmm. um, revised a lot more. Um, you know, he, Emo Phillips is a very successful comedian, and he said a joke's not written until you've done it five hundred times. You know, so I mean, huh. I think as far as it's stand up, like I said I have I have there's so many. I mean, it, there's so many great stand ups, and I could spend the rest of the show listing off up and coming comedians just out of this state yeah that are out there that are so funny that work so hard that are, that are, that are that they're, the writing is so good that i mean and in in a sense we're all competing for the same job so yeah there you know if 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 you know depending on what you want out of out of stand up specifically but if you really want to make a career out of it you, you know it's you you need to put work. it's a lot of work a lot of miles a lot of work a lot of and like i said i'm 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 relatively new into that yeah and so um but as far as the thad content um that's just stuff that if if i think of i, I just try to think of how thad would see the world and then a lot of times i just take an idea and i just uh I'll make some notes and then I'll just kind of run with it inside yeah. of that character. And I think that f that works for what it is. It's not meant to look very polished. I don't think if Thad, yeah. uh, Thad as a dude wouldn't uh, spend a lot of time on the back end of stuff as far as. What I think is so interesting about Thad is um, and Matt, like, you know, like Instagram stories mm -hmm. as well as like Snapchat. Sure. It seems like it's just a person on the other end snapchatting or instagramming their yeah. way through life yeah <laughs> and it's being recorded there yeah. right so i for me there's this level of just mass inspiration of you can just be you yeah and it'll it'll blow up eventually because the right people will just start to follow you yeah um but the second aspect of it is like man this guy has such a unique vision of the world like i thought the uh, the bit you did uh, the Adam and Eve was great, mm -hmm. but then also the flat earth oh. <laughs> <laughs> was hilarious, right? And um, But just, yeah, just there's everybody has such a different viewpoint yeah. of whatever it is in life. Yeah. And taking the time to understand people's viewpoints yeah. and just loving people more, yeah. right? There's so many subtle lessons in that character. 
Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, what, what's your take on it? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that comes from like knowing just, I, like I said, I grew up around guys like that. And, and to me, Thad's a guy who's like, he thinks that the earth is shaped like America. Yeah. And America you're earth. America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to convince him of anything other than that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's something forgiving about him. Yeah. There's something innocent. There's like a childlike innocence to him where like, God bless him. Yeah. He thinks that, but you know, he's he's not, he's not, he's not, he's an idiot, but he's not a harmful idiot. Yeah. If that makes sense. And, and, and I think, yeah, there, there, I think, um, overall, uh, more, tolerance for each other and 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 different opinions and different people like i said you know going back to what we talked about a little bit as far as um the arts are the thing that gets shut out a lot as far as you know in schools and whatnot i think that's because a lot of times that's the weird kids yeah and the kids that are maybe a little more complex not to simplify not to insult you know but they don't have a clear their their path isn't as clear isn't as as paved as some of the other paths you know yeah you know if you want to and no i don't mean this in disrespectful to anybody but if you want to if you want to play basketball and be an accountant there's a pretty clear path for you on how to do that right yeah. you know if if you want to be an artist every path of any successful artist from a musician to comedian in uh, everything in between and beyond every single road is different yeah and so that can just that kind of complicates things a little bit and so those are the 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 kids that are um that are misunderstood so yeah i think it's important that we just i mean you know sometimes it's like what are we what are we fighting about yeah, <laughs> yeah you know yeah. i don't know i think it's important to yeah, just be nice to people. Be nice to people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan mentioned that. It's like if politicians just said, hey, we, instead of fixing that problem, this problem, let's just be nice to people. Yeah. Life would change. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, just be, you know, just, yeah, respect and just, yeah. Just be, yeah. Just yeah, be nice. Just be cool. So, Everybody uh, be cool. I've got two kids under the age of two, uh-huh. and they've changed my perspective on the world. I'm sure. And especially looking back to my high school days, right? Of, I looked at very at things very one track minded, like you said, right? All the artsy kids, right? They're kind of like, uh, they're the weird ones. Yeah. But looking back now, and I've spent a lot of time developing myself as an individual. I'm really learning that those guys are way more self aware, mm-hmm. and they realize, hey, I don't fit in necessarily, yeah. but I'm going to figure it out. Right. And they were committed to just experiencing their passion. Yeah. Right. And um, so, do you have kids? I have yeah I have a uh, I have a stepdaughter. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What does she think of that? Yeah, she gets a kick. She's she's <laughs> old. she's uh um 21. Okay. Um and uh actually she I just but on my way here she she uh just found out her, and her fiance I'm going to be uh uh, Thad's gonna be a grandpa okay. February. <laughs> so uh, that'll be that'll be some interesting videos yeah, if they're know. cool with it. So uh uh so I just got the the, the first uh, Congrats, by Ultra, the way. thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, the first uh, ultrasound picture on the way here. Um, but yeah, she she's been she's been great. I she um, I say she's my stepdaughter. She's my 
she's my daughter. Yeah. You know, and, um, I've been, you know, involved in her life since she was uh, 10 years old. Wow. And, um, yeah, my wife and I've been together for, um, just celebrate our ninth year anniversary, but we've been together for a little over that. Yeah. 10, 11 years. Um, but yeah, they've been, I couldn't have asked for a better support system through all this, through me trying to be a pro wrestler to, (laughs) to, to the stand up and, and, uh, and it's, and it hasn't been easy. Um, there's times where, I mean, stand up requires me to be gone a fair amount. Right. And, um, especially when it matters most and people are home, right? Yeah. At night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, so that's, you know, that's been challenging, but, um, but they've been supportive and I, and my daughter, um, yeah, I think she, she'll be here Saturday for the show and, and, uh, yeah, she gets a kick out of it, I think. That's cool. Yeah. So, so two questions for you. Yeah. Uh, the first is, um, best marriage advice that uh-huh. you have, right? as well as um, best parenting advice. Oh, boy, um, I wouldn't claim to be an expert on either of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure any of us are. Um, I think the best marriage advice, kind of maybe just because we've been talking about it, but um, try to just be ex- accepting, uh, be you know, once you, 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 how to, once you're together that much, you can, there's a tendency to really start to nitpick on, yeah. on people. And it's I, true. and I think that's across the board. Uh, a lot of people tend to try to make their spouses like them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're all, you know, I think, I mean, I, I that can be a, I'm, I don't know, I, that can just kind of be a, a natural thing and and yeah you have to just be aware that you know yeah it takes a lot of work and that people say that but love is love is work mm-hmm. yeah you know and and i mean there's the, the there's the emotion of love and then there's the the action of love yeah and i think they're 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 two different things you know you, you got married because you felt that emotion mm-hmm. you stayed married because you you work at um, perpetuating that emotion, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. Um, and again, I'm not a. My wife will see this and probably laugh because I'm not an expert on. on, yeah. <laughs> on yeah, this. I think neither neither of us are. I don't yeah. think anybody really is, unless yeah, you're maybe Doctor Phil or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and if you, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, but I, it, yeah, I mean, same thing. Being in patience, just you know. And then I think with. Um, with parenting, you know, I think it's important kind of what same kind of what we talked about is to be accepting a lot of times in my, again, just my experience, my opinion, um, all a kid is, is looking for is acceptance and support. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you're going through, that developmental stage of teenage years. And I couldn't imagine, I couldn't even, I, kids were jerks when I was a kid. And now they have so many other ways to be jerks. Yeah. They got a lot of tools. In yeah. The toolbox, yeah. yeah you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I couldn't, I don't, I, it's, I have a hard time 
imagining. I mean, I grew up just before technology, you know, I graduated just before everything, you know, there wasn't Facebook and all that. That happened just after yeah. that. And so I couldn't imagine. It's got to be difficult now to be a, t- a teenager, to be in high school and all that. So I think, you know, it, they need, if especially if they're not feeling accepted in school or in different areas, they need, they, they need to feel accepted at home yeah. for who they are and try to uh, support and, and uh, support, you know, their healthy outlets. Yeah. And, uh, and remember that um, when we were all that age, we were, we made a ton of mistakes too. I think that can get forgotten once you become a parent you, you, you forget how stupid you were, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's true. you know, and I was 17, I was an idiot, you yeah. know, like, I don't like my I, wife would say I'm still an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Mine would. Yeah. Our wives would agree. I think, man. but I think, um, uh, you know, it's like the, 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 the most responsible 15 year old you could possibly meet is still 15 and yeah. he's still going to make mistakes and, and bad judgment calls mm-hmm. and you know you want to try to point them in the right way but you also need to be accepting when they do make a you know make a mistake yeah. take a take a wrong turn somewhere and i think that making mistakes and wrong turns are actually a good thing yeah i would as, agree as far as figuring out like we've been talking about right mm-hmm. who you are what you stand for yeah. as well as what you want to do in life yeah right because um if you don't figure that out you're going to struggle yeah it's going to be then the midlife crisis hits yeah (laughs) yeah and that's real yeah yeah and i think yeah i think mistakes are a sign of you of taking risk and that's a necessity yeah i think so on that i'm going to transition what's the one thing that's kept you going through trying to discover that for yourself right like because you did the pro wrestling thing yeah like "Eh, not for me Mm -hmm. but now you're doing the comedy thing because, I mean, being told no a lot, right? Yeah. Having a door slammed in your face, it's tough. Yeah. So what what's kept you going? Um, I I just have, I, I don't, I don't know why, but I've always had a, I don't want to say f- like fear is keeping me going, but I've always had a, a real concern that I wasn't going to, get everything out of life that I wanted to. That is so interesting because I'm dealing with the same thing right now. Okay. That's kind of how this podcast came to be. Yeah. Right. With, um, easiest way that I've found to explain it is like the what if factor when mm-hmm. you die. Yeah. And that's been really like magnified cause yeah. I've got kids. Yeah. Right. Like when my son and daughter were born, it's like, and this is, you know, you, you always hope that you outlive them, mm-hmm. but the fear isn't dying too soon. Yeah and not having shown them the proper way to mm-hmm. live. Sure. Right? Yeah. So that's, I don't know if, if that, you can relate to that. Yeah, or that all. makes It seems sense. like we're kind of on the same page with yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. And I just think that, yeah, for me, it's always been, a, yeah, I guess a fear of death scares the hell out of me. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm terrible. Like, I'm not. Why does it scare you, by the way? The unknown, just not knowing what happens. You know, I, 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 uh. I, I don't know. I just, I just the, and I think too, for me, I can be, uh, uh, I like, I like having c- 
control of things. Yeah. And the complete lack of control of that yeah. is terrifying. It mm-hmm. could happen at any time yeah. for reasons that you have no control over. Yeah. And I have no idea what is beyond it. You just don't know where you're going. And that's terrifying. I know, right? And I hope there's something else, but I don't know that. You just Yeah, nobody's it, really been there and yeah, come back exactly. and like, hey, this is great. Yeah, yeah. and it's, <laughs> you know, I like to think that, but I don't. I'm afraid of the pain. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you die in a gory way, mm-hmm. well, that's going to suck. Yeah. But even if you die of natural causes, like just I don't want it to be painful, yeah. right? That would just be horrible. Yeah. And seeing people go through pain and then knowing that you're gone and they're in pain, yeah, it's just a, a big old you know mess in my head. Thinking yeah, about it's, it. it's I, so. I, so I I think that that idea that that we don't you know it's going to be kind of cliched, but like you don't know how much time you have, and even. In the scheme of things, if you live to be a hundred, yeah, uh, relatively speaking, that's a blip on the radar. Not even. Yeah, it's not that much time, really. It's not, yeah. and so I've always had kind of this obsession with trying to do the things that I I I, I, I have a passion for, and try to. So when I, you know. Like you mentioned, you know, you get sick. If I get sick at some point, I can, I can lay there and I can be, have some satisfaction. If I can get to that, I don't know if I'll ever be satisfied. Yeah. But I can look back and say, you know, I know what it was like to be in a wrestling ring, for example. I know what it was like to yeah. be on a stand-up stage and this and that. And I know what it was like. That, and at least, at the very least. I can look back and say I, you know, I tried and I worked hard at it. Yeah. And and uh and I think if I can say that then then I'll I'll have at least a a glimmer of satisfaction with things. Yeah, I call it my life resume. Okay. Right? What are yeah. the things that I've done or tried or what mm-hmm. skills have I accomplished? And um yeah, back to the whole beginning, right? We keep pushing those things out of the minds of kids yeah. and adults in general. Like, hey, your job is to go to work, mm-hmm. make money, pay your bills and die. Yeah. Right. And that's so sad. It is. It's, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's why it's people depressing. are getting pissed. Yeah. Right. I think there's a lot of everybody. that. Yeah. That's got to be a lot. I mean, I think, you know, I, and I know that that uh, depression um, is a real thing and it's a chemical thing. And then a lot of times there's no reason for it. It's just yeah. something that happens. But I also think that there's, yeah, that's not, and I think generations before us, um, more specifically, was you know, you know, you have a, you have a full time job, you have two cars, you have a house, you know, you have a mortgage, and you have you know a four hundred one k. That what's not good enough for you? Like yeah. that's all you need. And that was, and it came from a different time where you know. But I think. I see the the younger generation and it gives me hope because I see them where they, that's obviously, and not to, hard work's important no matter what you do. If you're, if you're going to, if you're, you know, if you're a welder, be the best welder. You know what I mean? You're going to put your time in, you might as well be the best. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think that's important. But at the same time, is a balance, and I think the young. I see. I see with my daughter even that like that, and uh, me and my uh, um, my uh, 
partner in crime and comedy here we, under the kamikaze comedy banner matt zarelli and i talk a lot about how like that that used to be enough and yeah. how i think now the uh the the younger generations realizing that that's that's not the important stuff you know yeah, yeah. you need to have a job you need to pay bills yeah. you need to take care of your family but you know that's not good enough for everybody yeah and the, and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. you know that that you know there's the you know the, there's so much more to life like they said than just you know getting out of work yeah going home going to work going home paying your bills and and then yeah then you know retiring at 65 and dying at 67 and wondering yeah. what you know what i do it's interesting right so i think that um if you look back at like the industrial revolution when a lot of people in the world were farming mm-hmm. right um i think that the transition happened to kind of where we are today um just for the point that they were like man this could be easier for my family yeah right guaranteed pay versus yeah. if the, you know the crop yeah. doesn't come right the retirement's paid Right, you you have all these. We, each generation seems to have tried to make it make it easier. Yeah. On the other, the problem is at a certain point after, you know, like um, pensions kind of went out of style, and then it was like, hey, four hundred one k's. Yeah. We at that point they started realizing it's really not possible to keep doing this. Yeah. And now we're at the point where like, hey, you're not going to get a retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless, you know. Yeah. You can put money in there. We're just not going to contribute. Yeah. And it, whatever we're doing isn't working. Yeah. Um, however, I do think if you look back in the day, like they, people got a lot of satisfaction of hard work, but they sure. weren't doing the hard work that they wanted. Yeah. Whereas now somebody like yourself, right? You're doing the hard work that you want to do yeah. and that you love. And there's this excitement in the soul, right? I mean, that yeah. comes through with that. Yeah. Right. And well, it's a lot more gratifying to put, you know, it's, it can be numbing. And I, I'm, like I said, I, I've, I've been there, I've, you know, I've, I've worked the line, I've worked you know, and there's a certain level of gratification in putting in a hard day's work. There is, you do feel that. Yeah. Even if it's not something, but the the gratification of putting in that kind of work into something that you're passionate about is so above and beyond. Yeah. Um, anything else that it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think people, like I said, people are starting to yeah. pick up on that. And maybe there might be a, a level of, entitlement in that statement as a, as um you know I, I'm sure there's people around the world that are in a different situation that would be extremely satisfied in having secure my you know yeah you know that kind of security day-to-day security it might be false security though it may be yeah and, yeah. and maybe we're, we're through to the other side of that now where we're starting to realize that yeah there's a comfort level here but it's not That's as far right. you know you know you you're you're paying the bills but you're not satisfying your soul in a lot of ways and yeah so i mean it's it's yeah it's a struggle i think and i think people are realizing it yeah that's true um so you had before we sat down you'd mentioned that you kind of wanted to shine a light on michigan as a state as as well as the local area here and oh, mm-hmm. um i want to give you some opportunity to do that because it's so important yeah right so kind of rant on my friend all right well <laughs> i guess i'll start where we are um we're like i said we're in we're in traverse city uh michigan and uh beautiful town northern michigan yeah this by the way did area. you ever go to leland and get a, a sandwich at the village uh 
uh, cheese shanty that oh, I told no, you about? Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, go, yeah, I'll put that on the list. I might bring I you one Saturday. That, I'll, I'll eat a sandwich. All right, I'll bring you one Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever turned down a sandwich. So It's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we're in Traverse City. We're at a little place called Studio Anatomy. Um run by a good friend of mine, Brian Chamberlain. And it's a, it's a recording studio with this um, beautiful performance center. We do uh, monthly, uh, me and my partner, Matt, Matthew Zarelli, known as Kamikaze Comedy here. We do monthly comedy showcases here. Um, this month we're doing our, our th- the, the Thad Ranger show. And um, it's a beautiful venue. It's the best kept, in my opinion, and I'm obviously biased. I think it's the best kept secret in Michigan comedy is this yeah. is this room. Even locally, I think a lot of people, um, it's kind of a hidden little gem. So I'd love sure. any any attention I can bring to it is is beautiful. They do uh, live uh, local bands come through here. There's always something going on every weekend here, whether it's comedy or music or an art show. You can see. I mean, you, you can't on the thing but you can <laughs> see yeah. all the art around here it's and a it's, really cool place yeah it's a neat and this is a perfect place for stand-up comedy i believe it because it's small and yeah and you can i'm sure that when there's 50 60 people in here you feel the energy yeah the it's just comedy stand-up comedy specifically is best when it's intimate yeah and and when you yeah you can feel the energy of the people and this place has all that so i can't give brian and studio anatomy enough enough credit check it out if if you're in traverse city and you see a show going on here come and check it out there's some great bands um the accidentals the droogs there's some great local talent i know i'm missing a bunch of them um and then uh and then as far as our, our comedy scene we like i said we do we do a show monthly here showcase where we try to show we try to give uh, Traverse City, local Traverse City in the area, uh, local comedians an opportunity to get on stage in front of an audience, a paying audience, yeah. and um, work out their stuff and develop their their jokes. And myself and Matt included, you know, this has been a great opportunity for us to develop our art yeah. f- further and to work with other artists. We work with, um, like Brian, I said, and and uh, uh, Nick Walsh does a lot of our poster work, does a lot of our, our videography, yeah. And different things um so it's just it's a it's a, a neat little community um and then beyond that i think uh like i said I, I have again i just want to reiterate because i do feel like i'm i'm very much a novice again in this stand-up game so i want to just reiterate how much respect i have for the a lot of the comics uh throughout the state there's some really great things happening and we try to bring um the best we can up here and and yeah. and and just be a part of that uh that larger community throughout the state because it is it's it's like like i felt with theater in high school like that level of acceptance when you find a group of like-minded people and you go these these weird goofy people are who i want to be around yeah and this is who i feel comfortable with and that's a lot with comedy there's competition we're competing for the essentially the same job Mm mm-hmm but there's a camaraderie to it, too, where, you know, you, you you know what each other's having to go through a lot of the time or, or you know. Yeah. And uh, or if you're on a if you're on a bad show together, you know, or if there's a show that maybe, you know, it's there's a bond there that happens. And so I, I've been one of the one of the byproducts that I didn't expect from doing comedy and I get off topic, I guess. But no, you're good. one of it was some of the great people i've met 
in in in, our, in, in the state and and beyond um, that are just funny, weird, different, unique yeah. uh, people, and and that are have a passion for for uh, for this art and arts in general as well. So it's been really good, and I could go on and name some of the great but they they from De, the detroit scene grand rapids lansing they're the best open mic in the state is at a dive bar in lansing and it's the most beautiful thing really? <laughs> it's 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 a uh, dark st- stinky little sticky dive and it's, it's beautiful That's it's good. got the best open mic in the state max uh open mic in it in uh at max bar in lansing it's beautiful but uh, so there's there's a lot of talent. Um, Jeff Horst um, has been on this stage um, about a half a year ago, and he is just um, his uh, half hour Comedy Central special comes out this month. He's okay. out of Detroit. Yeah. Um, Zach Martina is 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 been here and he's up and coming. Um, I could go on and on. Robert Jenkins is probably the the smartest man I've ever met, and he's got some. He's a brilliant comedian. Yeah, and he's out of Lansing. He's 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 killing it. And uh, Sam Rager is a one of the funniest ladies you could come across. I, and I could go on and on. There's so many funny people that are that um, you may not have heard of. Dave Dave uh, Landau has had. Uh, great success on comedy central and beyond and um mike stanley i i'm just i could go on and on with yeah. with, with the talent that's in michigan but uh if you're you know if you see a if you're somewhere in any of those areas, if you're in grand rapids or lansing or the detroit area or flint or 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 uh up here in traverse city even marquette has some great comedy shows uh and anywhere in between, if you see a stand-up comedy, and it's and don't don't I, I would say don't sleep on local comedians because there are some funny people in Travers and beyond that uh, might surprise you. Yeah, so. I, th- I think that the uh, the state in general mm-hmm. is very misunderstood because yeah. we've got so many extremes going on. Yeah, right. I mean, think about it from. Uh, Henry Ford and the Industrial Revolution to the Cherry Festival. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? We're really three. I've always thought we're three different states in one in a lot of ways like um the hustle and the bustle of downstate it's kind of a different vibe oh yeah you know but i love like i i i love detroit i can't spend enough time in in detroit in downtown detroit i think it's it's talk about a uh don't call it a comeback but talk about a comeback that city is phenomenal um and and then up north here is kind of a slows down a little bit and it's a little different kind of vibe and then if you go to the up that's 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 that's, yeah talk about yeah that's a whole (laughs) different and i joke about that my buddy my partner in crime here matt is from uh is from he grew up in the up and uh yeah it's a it's a different it's it's really three different uh three different states in a lot of ways very true but it's uh it's a great state and like i said yeah it's, it's it's uh it's misunderstood, but I think I think, it, I think it's, it's coming a, back. It's a good representation of all of us. I agree. Right? We've got yeah. you know the 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 superficial us, right, going through the grind, like yeah. the southern part of the state. Mm-hmm. Then you got that part of you that's when you're at home, you're 
you know, relaxed. Yeah. And then the UP, right, where things are just the way that they are yeah. in general is uh, is a good representation of trying to figure out who you are. That's a great analogy. Yeah, right? I never so, thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I think it's I think that's cool. So um, mm -hmm. let's wrap this up. But sure. how, how do people find you and how do they how do you want them to find you? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to follow the um, if you want to follow Thad, um, the best way to do that's probably on the Facebooks. Uh, I do have a YouTube. You can watch Thad Ranger videos on YouTube. Subscribe and watch there. Or, like I said, um, but if you want to, if you want to uh, uh, follow me, I Ben Max. I'm on Facebook and Instagram um, as well. I I'm on Twitter, but I don't understand Twitter. For like, sure, I don't. I don't know. I just can't. Tweet is the sound that a bird makes. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I just. Uh, I mean, I, I. I. don't know. I just. I've never. I'm not. I'm not good. Some people are really good at Twitter. Yeah. Comedians and such. Or, but uh, I'm not. So I'm on there, but don't expect too much out of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the best way, I guess, would probably be Facebook, and uh, you can find me on that. And then, um, yeah. And like I said, yeah, follow Thad Ranger for all his adventures on Facebook and, on, uh, you know, hash Brown, hash Thad Brown, Thursdays. that Thursday, check that's, it out. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you. This was fun. It was appreciate fun. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I really enjoyed getting to know you better. Yeah. That was a lot. That was very, very fun. I had cool. a good time. So, well, all right guys, adios from Travers uh, city, Michigan. And, um, you know, see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening for another great episode. Hey, Phil, I was just thinking about something. Where, where can people find us at? Well, they can find us on the internet and on all social media platforms. Really? Yep. So talk to me about, what about Twitter? Where, what would that handle be? That would be at LifeCast Radio. Okay. What about Instagram? At LifeCast Radio. Facebook? At LifeCast Radio. Uh, what about YouTube? At LifeCast Radio. Al, it's the same for every single social media platform. Ah, okay. I appreciate that, Phil. I needed that clarity. For sure. Hey, us old folks, right? That's right. That's right. Us old folks. Hey, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have an amazing day. And remember to live intentionally for excellence. LifeCast, baby.